Good morning, uh, Christchurch Midrand. Good morning, Church at Home. Wonderful to to be with you. And if you're new, if you if you're joining us for the first time, we love having newcomers. My name is Royden. I'm the associate rector at Christchurch, and uh, we hope that you enjoy your time with us. We're going to do what we always do as a church family. We are going to speak to God as we pray. We are going to hear God speak to us through His Word, the Bible, and we're going to worship Him in song in just a moment. Before we do that. Before we have an opportunity to to raise the roof in our living rooms, and I really hope you do. Listen, your neighbors think you're weird anyway, so just go for it. Uh, before we worship God in song, let me just open with a brief word of prayer. Won't you join me? Father, as always, we ask that you will be with us, that you will bless our time together, that you will unite us in spirit, even if we are apart in the flesh. Uh, we pray that um, by the Spirit of Christ, we will end this time together, changed people for your glory. Amen.
Good morning, Church. Please join me as we declare our faith in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, he died, and was buried. He descended into the place of the dead. The third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From where he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, Christ's holy universal church, the fellowship of Christians, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us continue with the prayer of confession. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have left and done what we ought to have done, and we have done what we ought not to have done. We have followed our own ways and our own desires, and we have neglected and broken your holy laws. Have mercy on us, Lord. Restore those who repent and confess their sins according to your promises, declared in Christ Jesus our Lord. Grant merciful Father for his sake, that hereafter we may live a righteous and obedient life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Let us continue in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you today in awe of your greatness. We declare that there is no other God before you, and as we look to you, the author and finisher of our faith, we recognize and honor your divine authority over heaven and earth, and that it is by your grace that it's possible for us to see this day. You alone are worthy of our praise, and we worship you this morning. Lord, we thank you for the unconditional love you have shown us by sending your Son to die on the cross for our sin. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that lives in us, your Word that guides us, and the fellowship of the spiritual family of Christians. We thank you for all the blessings you have freely given us. Life, our loved ones, and for our daily provision, great and small. Help us to fix our eyes and our hearts on you afresh. Teach us, O oh Lord, to be thankful in all circumstances. Renew our spirits and fill us with your peace and joy. Lord, we come to you, our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in times of need. We pray for those who are afflicted at this time, the sick, that you may heal them, those who lack, that you may provide for their every need, those who are bereaved, that you may comfort them, those who despair, that you may give them hope, and those who do not believe in you, that you may speak to them through the preaching of your word today and bring them to salvation. Speak to us through the preaching of your servant today, and may your word stay in our hearts, that we may delight in, in your will, walk in your ways, and our hearts may find rest in you alone. We pray all this believing in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Just a quick update from me uh, regarding our outreach to the poor and vulnerable during this COVID period. Um, I wanted to give you a progress update. Uh, we have, as of uh, this past week, we've distributed a total of 610 food parcels. Each food parcel can feed an average-sized family for up to two weeks. 60% uh, of those have been distributed in the Greater Tembisa area, mainly through the work of Dikaledi and uh, Ria Khola feeding scheme that we partner with to um, look after those in our Nokopila network. 
18% of uh, the food aid has gone to our gospel partners in Hilbra. That's Godfrey Penduka's church. 16% to Farai and Rochelle and C4, their outreach to the informal settlement um, that they support in Kaya Sands. And 6% to Bishop Mazibuko's uh, St. John's Church in Umlazi. Uh, we had to switch from food parcels uh, so from food vouchers to food parcels because the retailers opened up and began to sell alcohol. But our partners on the ground uh, really didn't flinch. It's a lot of work. It's a lot more work to, to put together food parcels and distribute those. But Dickaletti and Candice have just been amazing, and they've made the transition really seamless. And so we are distributing the physical food parcels now. Jennifer Collett and her team have manufactured and distributed 2,600 masks. I mean, it's just an extraordinary effort, and we thank God for that. And uh, something, another cause for just great, great Thanksgiving is Jasmine Parish Church. You will know them. They send a team to visit us every year, a team that comes out, uh, spends time at Christchurch Midrand and also at Nokopila. They obviously couldn't come this year, but instead of just letting the year pass, they took the funds that um, they had raised for the trip, and they send them to us. That's to the tune of 4,400 pounds. Now, if you know the exchange rates and you click on your, on your feet, you'll know that's close to a hundred thousand rand that they have contributed. And, um, you and I probably couldn't name one person from Jesmond Parish Church, but these are brothers and sisters in Christ who care enough to support us in this initiative. So we praise God for them. And we are, we, this past Wednesday, we gave thanks to God for all of this for all his mercy to us and for empowering us to, to reach out in this small way. Uh, the, the details will be on your screen if you uh, would like to continue to partner with us for um, in this outreach initiative. We would love to, to keep going, and we'll keep going as long as there's a need and as long as uh, we have your partnership. Well, good morning, Crashish Midrand. Um, it is... Um, exciting to be joining you once again for another week of Church at Home. We are living in strange times, but it is great that we can meet up together like this online. And so I do hope that you've been enjoying our service and that you stick around uh, for our, our sermon later on as we hear from um, God's Word. Um, just a, a few things to let you know uh, that are happening in the life of, of the church. Um, this afternoon, uh, there's a course that's starting up uh, called Christianity Explored. If you've been um, uh, listening in on to our services, we've been um, advertising that. Um, and that's because we hope that you will join in because it seeks to answer some of life's biggest questions. And I'm sure there's never been a time like now where we have questions, where we look at our money and say, man, what is it worth uh, to us? Where we look at our health and think, are we even going to survive? Uh, we have questions uh, regarding life, uh, death, um, our situation. What if we lose everything? What's going to happen to us? Is there any meaning to life? So many questions that are going on in our in our heads. And I think um, the, the person who answers that, uh, Jesus, is Jesus. Um, he has the answers to some of life's biggest questions. And that's why it's so important uh, for us to engage with him and find out who he is, um, what he has come to do, and what are the implications uh, for uh, for our own lives. And so we do, Christianity Explored seeks to answer uh, some of those um, those questions. It is an online course, 
starts uh, uh, at 5.30 from the comfort of your home. You can just grab your coffee, join in uh, and engage with this life-changing course. I'd really encourage you um, to even just pause this video because the time is now um, to just sign up and to engage with the message of Jesus uh, and its implications for your life. So pause this video, um, go to our website, the description, the, the link is on the description below, uh, and then sign up for Christianity Explored. There's still time um, to join. So that's something uh, that's happening that we want you to be uh, joining in. Whether you're a skeptic or you just want to freshen uh, your understanding of who Jesus is um, as a Christian. This course is great for you. Um, the other one that's happening uh, on the 30th of July is our divorce care. Now we all know that life sometimes uh, becomes difficult and I think one of the most difficult things um, one can go through is a relational separation uh, or even divorce. And so that's why this course exists. It exists um, to walk you through uh, those difficult moments in life. Uh, so if you're going through a separation or divorce, uh, please go on to our website. This is um, a course that we would encourage you to join. Uh, as I said, it starts on the 30th of July. So this is an advance notice and you can sign up now. So I do hope that you will find it encouraging um, and that it will draw you closer um, unto God. We're now going to hear from our support group ministries uh, as we uh, watch a video that um, speaks to um, some of the support group ministries that are happening in the life of the church. Um, the details for our giving uh, will be on the screen. You can uh, give either through SnapScan or go onto our uh, our website and see the, the details there for uh, your regular EFT um, giving. Uh, please continue to do so during these times uh, to support the mission of Christ Church Midland to make disciples who make disciples. Good morning, church family. My name is Kathy. I am the coordinator of the support group ministries and with me I have Christina who is the facilitator of our Care Connect support group. Today, we want to announce the launch of our support resource page. And Christina, could you tell us a bit about the, why we have launched this page? Good morning, family. Good morning, Kathy. Thank you for having me. We wanted to make our support ministries resources available to all of those in need. And due to not being able to meet face to face with one another, we had to think of a way forward to get these resources out. Um, and out of this was born this web page that um, hopefully will reach not only our Christchurch Midrand family, but will reach the greater community as COVID-19 has raised many needs which need to be addressed um, and also to the future that people will have support when they search online. Thank you. So can I tell you guys a bit about this page? What we've done is we have many different topics and two of these topics, uh, the one is called Hope, Hope in the Lows, was put together by the um, Down Together group and it's really been a family effort. Uh, the whole uh, group, people attending the support group have put together uh, links, uh, books that have been helpful to them and really practical tips on how do you deal with overwhelming emotions. Uh, so that's just a really great practical uh, lived uh, resource that I hope you would have a look at. 
Then we have the Kids and Emotions, which uh, is from K-Connect. And Christina, will you tell us a bit about what you've been up to in that? I'm in the process of writing a series of kids talks which deal with emotions. Um, they are for film, so they'll be uploaded as videos onto the K-Connect page of our support groups. We all deal with emotions not only in lockdown but also in life. So each lesson will focus on emotions, um, what they are, what they do to us, why they happen and how we deal with them. And um, there's an introductory two lessons before those start, which um, the one is about why bad things happen and uh, where, they, where is their hope. Um, and then the second one deals with the importance of God's word as our foundation in life. So we'll be looking at um, the six basic emotions and some introductory info. Okay. Sounds like a lot of work. And it sounds exciting. What has that been like uh, for you? The process has been challenging and really rewarding. Mm. Um, I've had to confront my own convictions about God's word. Um, you know, what he says, who he is, what he's promised us, what he's done for us in Christ, um, which has been hard. Um, as has been acknowledging my own emotions in situations and dealing with them in a loving and helpful way. Um, but all in all, this has been a real blessing, um, a time of growth in my own life, and especially during this time. Okay. So it sounds like it's actually, you know, it's not just for kids, it's for adults as well. Oh, I would encourage families to watch these videos together. I think it would be very helpful. Okay. Thank you, Christina. Thank you for all your hard work. So guys, if you'd like to access this resource, please go to our Christchurch Midran uh, webpage and then select uh, the support groups page. There you'll find a link that'll take you to all these resources. You can select read more uh, under each support group. So if you want to look at the old content or um, more further content. And then also please subscribe uh, so that you can be notified of any new content that gets uploaded. Uh, thank you for your time. Good morning, Church. This morning's reading is from the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 5 to 9. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray like this. Our father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. This is the word of God. Good morning, everybody. Once again, it is so lovely to be together as God's people, to worship God, to pray to God and to listen to God's word. We've had two great weeks. We had uh, Jomo and Glenn with us. What a joy it is to have them. I love listening to Jomo and Glenn. Uh, this week, you back with me, back to uh, Bread and Water. 
So if you can turn to Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to be looking at verse 5 to 9. Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 to 9. Just one or two things. Um, first of all, you can still sign up for Christianity Explored this afternoon at 5.30. Why don't you join us? Why don't you invite someone to come with you and uh, join us for uh, Christianity Explored? Um, and then just to mention that after the sermon, um, we're going to be having communion. So uh, when the sermon gets boring, you may want to get some bread and uh, or a rusk or a biscuit or uh, grape juice, water, um, because we'll have communion straight after we've listened to God's word. We're going to be spending three weeks uh, looking at prayer. Uh, what is prayer? How do we pray? What to pray? And we're going to be learning from the master himself, the Lord Jesus. And um, we'll be looking at the Lord's Prayer. And I think it's most appropriate for us at this time in the lockdown, and especially as Gauteng is under significant pressure at the moment for us to learn more about prayer and then to pray more. So we'll be spending three weeks here in Matthew chapter 6. The Lord's Prayer is actually in Matthew's Gospel and Luke's Gospel, but uh, we'll be looking at the portion here in Matthew's Gospel. So let me pray and ask the Lord to speak to us through his word. Father, we pray that you may draw near to us as you have in these last minutes, as we have sung, as we have listened to your word, as we have shared with each other. We now especially pray, Lord, that God the Holy Spirit may draw near to us, may open your word to us, and that we may know that we have met with the living God as we've read the living word. Meet with us, we pray, for Christ's sake. Amen. Every human being on planet Earth prays, or at least has prayed at some time in their lives. Perhaps uh, you prayed as a child. Perhaps you uh, prayed when you scored that goal. Um, you certainly prayed when you were in a crisis. I don't think there are any atheists when there's a tragedy. Only human beings pray. Uh, there's no evidence that animals pray, except, of course, for the praying mantis. I have my doubts. So in one sense, prayer is, prayer is natural. Prayer is spontaneous. But in another sense, few things can be as difficult as consistent, regular prayer. In fact, if you want to make a Christian feel guilty, really guilty, all you have to ask them is, how is your prayer life? If you were to ask me, Martin, how is your prayer life? You would make me feel guilty. You know how it is? New Year's resolutions, number one, uh, need to spend more time with the family. Number two, need to exercise three, three times a week. Number three, I need to pray more. Luke tells us that the disciples said to Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. And so Jesus answered their request by teaching them what is known as the Lord's Prayer. It's an extraordinary prayer. It's 52 words. And yet it's been said by hundreds and hundreds of millions of people through the ages in every possible language under the sun. 
Now, as I said, both, prayer is both natural and unnatural to us. It's both. So in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it is natural to us. Why? Because we are made in the image of God. In fact, Genesis 2, verse 7 says, Then the Lord God formed a man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. So all the animals, as human beings, were made of the dust, but only human beings did God breathe into them the breath of life. What that means is we have a spirit, we have a soul. We have a natural inbuilt ability to want to communicate with God. But it's also unnatural to us because of the four, Genesis 3, our three great enemies, the world, the flesh, and the devil, are constantly persuading us not to pray. So the normal Christian experience, and uh, I've been a Christian for many, many years, is a kind of a tug of war when it comes to prayer. So on the one hand, um, uh, at times prayer is spontaneous, it's joyful, it's natural. But at other times, it's so hard. It's so agonizing. That is the normal Christian experience. We have both the indwelling spirit and we have indwelling sin. So if you have that tug-of-war experience with prayer, well, you're in good company. I think that's one of the signs of a Christian that we struggle from time to time with prayer. Sometimes it's joyful and natural and spontaneous, and other times it can be so difficult. And that's why we need to go back to the basics, back to the fundamentals. One of the greatest golfers of all time was Jack, uh, Jack Nicholas. And uh, evidently, once a year, he would go back to his golfing coach and say to him, teach me again how to play golf. Now, Jack Nicholas, I'm told, uh, played exceptional golf, but he knew that he needed to go back to the basics, back to the fundamentals. So like, like the disciples, we go back to Jesus and say, Lord, teach us to pray. And that's what we're going to be doing as we work through the Lord's Prayer. So we're going to spend three weeks. Uh, this week will be somewhat introductory, and we're actually only going to deal with the first four words, Our Father in Heaven. And then next week, we'll have a look at verse 9 and 10, which concerns God's glory. And then the third week, we'll look at verse 11 to 15, which speaks about our dependence on God's grace. So that's what we'll be doing. Let's dig in straight away. There are three principles that will help us as we unpack this passage that has been read to you. We want to look at three principles. The Lord, Lord's Prayer is, is from the Lord of Prayer. Secondly, the Lord's Prayer is the prototype. And the third thing is that the Lord's Prayer starts with God. So let's, uh, let's dig in. Principle number one, Lord's Prayer is from the Lord of Prayer. So when you read the Gospels, and if you haven't read the Gospels for some time, uh, do yourself a favor and read through the Gospels. Um, try and read through one of the Gospels in one sitting and uh, get a bird's eye view of the man called Jesus, the man God called Jesus. Despite the fact that he was God, the son of God, he was a man of prayer. He often prayed in, in public, but more often he prayed in private. So the Gospels give us numerous examples of Jesus, the Son of God, at prayer. Mark chapter 1, verse 35, we read, And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, 
he went to a desolate place and there he prayed. Luke chapter 5 verse 16 says, but he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. John spends an entire chapter, chapter 17, uh, where he records the final prayer of Jesus uh, before the cross. So Jesus really is the Lord of prayer. So if we want to learn about prayer, I think the best place to go is to go to the expert and uh, go to the best person uh, to teach us. And like all experts, he doesn't give us a long list of rules and regulations. No, he gives us the basics. He gives us the fundamentals. So the Lord's masterclass in prayer is not a one-year diploma. It's not a five-year PhD. No, it's 52 words. Lord, teach us to pray. The other reason Jesus is the Lord of prayer is because he's both God and man. So as God, he knows precisely what prayers God will answer. And that's why he gives us the Lord's Prayer. But he also knows precisely what prayers God will not answer. So notice there verse 5. Have you got it there? Matthew 6 verse 5. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. Verse 7. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. So he knows what prayers as God, God will listen to and what prayers he wouldn't listen to. But Jesus as man, he knows the reasons we struggle with prayer. Because he was a man and he lived amongst us. He's been here. He knows what it's like living in a broken, dysfunctional world. He knows what it's like to, to be crushed by responsibilities, to be paralyzed by fear. He knows what it's like to be tired, to be exhausted. He knows what it's like to live with temptation. So Hebrews, remember Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, we read, For we do not have a high priest, that's Jesus, who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who is one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. So that means when we struggle with life, when we struggle with temptations, when we struggle with prayer, he knows what it's like. He knows what it's like to be weary and tired and exhausted and discouraged and depressed. He's been here. He's seen it. He's lived amongst us. He's able to sympathize with our weaknesses in every respect because he has been tempted like we are. He understands the Lord of prayer. I can remember a couple of times here at Christchurch Madrand, at our school, at Love Trust, where I have faced, uh, like all of us, there are times you, you face these absolutely insurmountable problems. And there have been times, perhaps half a dozen, where you lie awake at night, you can't sleep, and you just cannot see your way through. And it's just this insurmountable mountain. And I can remember times going onto the field here at the church or into the felt in earlier days and actually not being able to pray. I was so stressed. I was so tied up. And all I could say is, oh, God, 
Oh God. Oh God. I think God understands. He is the Lord of prayer. He understands. Our second principle is that not only is the Lord's Prayer from the Lord of Prayer, but the Lord's Prayer is a prototype for us. So there are countless, there are dozens and dozens of prayers in both the Old and New Testament from which we can learn. There's some wonderful prayers. Um, but in a sense, what we have here is the original. We have the template. We have the prototype. Um, and it's a flexible prayer. What do I mean by that? I think we could use it in at least two different ways. Either we can use it as a pattern for prayer. So in the NIV, chapter 6, verse 9 says, this then is how you should pray. Not what you should pray, but how you should pray. So here's an outline which you can expand. Here's the skeleton that you can flesh out. So it gives us the basic pattern, the basic principles to guide us in our prayers. And as I mentioned earlier on, there are two parts, there are two halves to this prayer. The first half uh, is a concern for God's glory, your name, your kingdom, your will. And then the second half is a dependence on God's grace. Give us, forgive us, deliver us. So we have here a pattern. We have here a prototype of how to pray. And our first concern is not us. Our first concern is God and his glory and his name and his honor. And then we pray for our own needs. In a sense, it's a little bit like the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments have two halves. The first half is the duty towards God. And the second half is our duty towards our neighbor. And so we have that same, that same division, that same pattern here in, here in the Lord's Prayer. So, so it's a pattern for us. Uh, it gives us principles, gives us guidelines as how we are to pray. A second way I think we can use the Lord's Prayer is when we use the exact words. So turn with me quickly to, to Luke chapter 11, verse 1. So here's Luke's... Um, record of the teaching of Jesus on the Lord's Prayer. Luke chapter 11, turn to that, verse 1 and 2. And uh, Luke says, now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, our Father, so it's perfectly normal for us to use the exact words. So we do that sometimes here at church. You may do it at school. You may do it in your personal devotions. You may do that in your family devotions. We can use the exact words. So it's not only a pattern and a skeleton, but we can use the exact words for our own prayers. Obviously, not in a mechanical way or a mindless way. It's not a mantra. No, we do so thoughtfully, we do so personally, we are, we are mindful of what we are saying. So there are times when, 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 uh, when, when you may be so exhausted, perhaps you've spent the whole night up with a screaming baby, or the whole week up with a screaming baby, and you don't have any energy to pray. You can pray the Lord's Prayer thoughtfully. 
Perhaps you've been under huge, huge pressure, working long nights, uh, weekends, uh, it's year end, uh, or there's just unbelievable pressure at work, and you just haven't been able to find time or energy to pray. Well, pray the Lord's Prayer before you go to bed, thoughtfully, mindfully of what you are saying. Sometimes you may be in a crisis. I know a family here in our church went through a, through a huge crisis in their family. And when they got the news, they didn't know what to do. And so they decided just to hold hands and to pray the Lord's Prayer which brought them peace because the Lord's Prayer brought them to the Lord. So we can use it both as a pattern and we can use it and use the actual words. Principle number three. First principle is the Lord's Prayer is from the Lord of Prayer. Second principle is the Lord's Prayer is the prototype. And the third principle, which will be the longest this time, is the Lord's Prayer starts with God. So I want us to notice three things. Let's go back to Matthew. I'm still in Luke. Matthew chapter 6. Three things about God uh, in the Lord's Prayer, especially in these first four words. Verse 9, pray then like this, our Father in heaven. So the most important thing that Jesus is telling us here is that prayer is not about methods or techniques. Do this, do that. It's not whether you sit or stand or kneel or hold your hands up or arms up. It's not about that. It's not techniques. It's theology. It's your doctrine of God. So the first thing Jesus teaches us is that prayer has to do with words. If, if prayer is words, it means you are speaking to another person. It means you have a relationship you see, prayer takes its shape from the deity to whom you pray. So if your deity is impersonal, distant, unknowable, if your de deity can be manipulated, well, then mechanical, ritualistic prayers will do. If that's the kind of God you have, he's impersonal, he's impersonal, he's distant, well, then it's verse 7. They babble like pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. The Hindus have a prayer wheel. It's like a cylinder. And they've wrapped a prayer or a mantra around that cylinder. And their belief is that you can turn that wheel. And uh, it has the same effect, they believe, as saying the prayer. So it's purely mechanical. It's a ritual. You will have some Roman Catholic nuns who may recite Hail Mary a hundred times while they're holding the rosary. You may even have someone taking the Lord's Prayer that we have right here and say, well, if I say it a hundred times every day, God will bless me. Well, my dear friends, that is nonsense. What kind of God is chiefly impressed by the volume of your words or the number of hours or the mechanics of prayer? What kind of God is that? God is not mechanical so that we mindlessly appeal to him and think we can manipulate him. I mean, what kind of God is that? Another example of the deity you worship is that if your God is the cosmos or Mother Earth, or if your God is your inner being or your inner consciousness, well, then mindless contemplation will do. You empty your mind. 
It's a mindless. Mm. Buddhism teaches Buddhist practice for years how to empty their minds of all thought so that they can meditate. Now, my dear friends, if your God, our God, is a person, if he is knowable, if he hears, if he listens, if he speaks, well, then prayer is words. It's talking. Speech is how persons relate to each other. So God is not a force that we relate to him by feeling him. God is not an idea that we relate to him by thinking about him. No, he's a person. How do we relate to persons? Well, we relate to persons by listening to them and speaking to them. And God speaks to us through his word, and we speak to him through prayer. So prayer is not techniques. Prayer is theology. Who is the God you are speaking to? And if he is the God of the Bible, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, well, we relate to him by speaking to him in prayer. Second thing to note here, our Father in heaven. The word there, Father, it's an extraordinary word. It's the word Abba. Our Father in heaven. What an extraordinary concept that you can speak to the creator of the universe. You can speak to the judge of all the earth. You can speak to the sovereign Lord and call him my father. Well, of course, that means that I must be his child, his adopted child. The original word in Aramaic was Abba, which has the idea. So it's important that we get this right. It has the idea both of intimacy and respect. So in translation, Abba is more than just father. Uh, but it's more respectful than just daddy. It, it's something like dear dad. Something like dearest father. In French, it's papa. So Jesus tells us to begin our prayers by addressing the transcendent creator of all the universe. And call him dearest dad. I mean, what on earth was what on earth was Jesus thinking? In the Jewish culture, you would never describe or call or pray to God as Father. He was you would speak to him as as Jehovah, as as Yahweh, as Creator, as Sovereign Lord. In fact, the word Father is only used in this context fourteen times in the Old Testament, and each time it's an impersonal reference to Israel, not to an individual. So he speaks of Israel's father. He doesn't speak of Abraham's father. So Jesus was the first one to make the fatherhood of God personal. No one in the history of the world, in any religion, ever address God as Father. You couldn't make this up. You see, what, what Jesus wants us to understand is because of the cross, because of the substitutionary death of Christ, which at this point is future, because of God's amazing grace and his forgiveness to sinners like you and me, we can be adopted into God's family. We are not servants. No, we are sons and daughters. We belong 
I think many of our problems with prayer originate from our failure to comprehend these first two words. The key to growth in prayer is not better techniques, it's better theology. Some of you, some of you come from, and I know this, some of you having uh, being your pastor, some of you come from dysfunctional families, you've had dysfunctional fathers, you've had absent fathers, some of you tragically have had abusive fathers. Your heavenly father is not like that. He's not like that. He's perfect. He's good. He's always available. He hears. He listens. He cares. He loves you more than you can imagine. He knows everything about you and me. Everything. And he still loves us. I mean, isn't that amazing? He loves it when we listen to him. He loves it when we speak to him. He loves it when we open our hearts to him. Matt O'Connor in 2004 uh, got divorced and he was denied access to his two boys, Daniel and Alexander. So in 2004, he started an organization called Fathers for Justice went to the law courts, he took on the British government, he received national, international recognition, and he gained access to his two boys. And he said, I quote, I did it all just so that I could see my two boys. Christ went to the cross just so that we could call him, dear dad, and talk to him. Surely, surely it must grieve our Heavenly Father who sacrificed His Son to rescue us, to adopt us into His family. Surely it grieves Him when we're so reluctant to talk to Him. Surely our Father in Heaven looks down and says, I love you so much. Can't you just for a moment get off that cell phone talking to people who can't help you and talk to me? The third thing we notice about these four verses and about God in the Lord's Prayer, notice there verse 9, we'll come back to this again next week. Um, Our Father in heaven. So when Jesus says our Father in heaven, he's not reminding us that God is distant. God is not distant. He's reminding us that God is immeasurably greater than us. Heaven is beyond us. It's above us. So it's almost a counterfoil to our father. It's almost the other side of the coin. He is our dad, our dearest dad. But he's not your pal. He's not your buddy. He's not your girlfriend. No, he's transcendent. He's sovereign. He's seated at the right hand of God. He's God. Our father in heaven. So there is a sense of of unbelievable intimacy, dear dad. But there's also a sense of unbelievable humility and awe and worship our father in heaven. I've used this quote before, but please bear with me. 
it's such a wonderful quote, and it's a long quote, so you need to stay with me. It's beautiful English. It's from the book called Wind in the Willows by Kenneth Graham. There's a chapter called The Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Little portly, the baby otter, has gone missing. And uh, Mole and Rat set off to search for him. And he's been missing for days, and all the otters have been hunting high and low without any success. They'd asked every animal for miles around, but no one had seen Little Portly. So Rat and Mole spend the night paddling upstream in a boat, but no Portly. And then just as dawn started to break, Rat heard a beautiful but strange sound of distant piping. It came and went. Surely you can hear it, says Rat to Mole. It roused in me a longing that is painful, and nothing seems worthwhile but just to hear that sound once more and go on listening to it forever. There, there it is again. Then suddenly the Mole felt a great awe fall upon him, an awe that turned his muscles to water, bowed his head and rooted his feet to the ground. It was no panic terror. Indeed, he felt wonderfully at peace and happy, but it was an awe that smote and held him, and without seeing, he knew it could only mean that some august presence was very, very near. With difficulty, he turned to look for his friend and saw him at his side, cowed, stricken, and trembling violently. And still there was utter silence in the populous bird-haunted branches around them, and still the light grew and grew. Trembling, he raised his humble head, and then in that utter clearness of the imminent dawn, while nature flushed with fullness of incredible color, seemed to hold a breath for the event, he looked in the very eyes of the friend and helper, saw the backward sweep of the curved horns gleaming in the growing daylight, saw the stern hooked nose between the kindly eyes that were looking down on them humorously, while the bearded mouth broke into a half smile at the corners, saw the rippling muscles on the arm that lay across the broad chest, the long supple hand holding the pan pipes only just fallen away from the parted lips, saw the splendid curves of the shaggy limbs disposed in majestic ease, saw last of all, nestling between his very hooves, sleeping soundly in entire peace and contentment, the little round podgy childish form of the baby, baby otter, portly. All this he saw for one moment, breathless and intense, vivid on the morning sky, and still as he looked he lived, and still as he lived, he wondered. Rat, he found breath to whisper, shaking. Are you afraid? Afraid, murmured the rat, his eye shining with unutterable love. Afraid of him? Oh, never, never. And yet, and yet, oh, mole, I am afraid. Then the two animals, crouching to the earth, bowed their heads and did worship. End of quote. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Rat, are you afraid? Oh, never, never, he says. And yet, yet, I am afraid.
and they worshipped. Our Father in heaven. Let me close by... Yo, that's, uh, that's so moving, that picture, isn't it? Yo. Let me close by answering the, the question. How do we pray this prayer? Here's the template. Here's the, here's the model. Here's the structure. Our Father in heaven. How do we pray that? So imagine you are, you are driving back from work. You're stuck at the Baklu interchange, and uh, the traffic is moving and uh, you think to yourself, my goodness, I haven't prayed today. Why don't I turn off the radio, the stupid radio? And um, let me pray. Our Father, dear Heavenly Father, dearest, dearest Dad, dearest Father, thank you for adopting me. Thank you for rescuing me. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for me so that I could become your child. Thank you for your incredible love, your amazing grace. Thank you for sending your spirit into my life so that I could be your child and you could be my father. Thank you that I'm part of a family, the church family, where we together pray our Father. Our Father in heaven. Lord, thank you that you are so awesome. You are so majestic. You are infinite. You are omnipotent. You are omnipresent. You are clothed in majesty and holiness. Thank you that you are good. Thank you that you are holy. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you care for me as a loving father in heaven cares for his or her child. That's how we pray. Our Father in heaven. Well, let's pray together. Oh, Lord, how do we respond to your amazing, your amazing love, your amazing grace that we are your children, that you are our Father. Oh, Lord, you love us even though you know everything about us. Father, I wouldn't even love myself, but you do. So, Lord, I thank you for what you've done for me. I thank you for the cross, which makes it possible for me to speak to you and relate to you and know you. Father, forgive us. Forgive me when there have been too many days and too many weeks. Oh, Lord, when we haven't prayed. Too many weeks we've forgotten how wonderful you are as our Father. Oh Lord, forgive us, cleanse us, wash us, especially now as we come to the Lord's table, wash us again and remind us, Lord, of what you have done for us so that you could be our Father. Lord, work in us and help us, Lord, to, to be more committed. Give us your spirit, Lord. We can't do this ourselves. Without your spirit, without your presence, without your power, we can't do these things, Lord. So will you help us and by your spirit, fill us and empower us that we may know you more and more. 
And we pray all these things for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, having sat under the authority of God's word and having reflected on the wonderful fatherhood of God, we come now to the Lord's table where we remember how we became his children. Now, if you haven't yet, you may want to quickly get some bread or a biscuit or a rusk or get grape juice or orange juice or water. It doesn't really matter. There's nothing magical about the bread or the grape juice. We remember what Christ has done for us uh, through these symbols. So you may want to get that now while you're getting it. There may be children and teenagers who have joined us. You are most welcome if you know and love the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's the most important thing. And when we come to the Lord's table, whether you are old or young, we always do so thoughtfully, seriously, reflecting on what God did to make us his children, the cross. So that's what we do at the Lord's table. There's nothing mystical about what we're doing. No, we remember these wonderful, wonderful events, these wonderful truths of what Christ did for us so that we could be his children. I'm going to read from the prayer book that helps us. It's really just words from scripture. And then when I drink from the cup and eat of the bread, join me as, as I do so. So join me as I drink, as I eat, then you do so as well. On the night that the Lord Jesus was betrayed, so that's the night before Passover, he took bread and when he had given you thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples saying, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Eat this in remembrance of me. And then after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given you thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from this, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you. Drink it in remembrance of me. Well, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word that we have just fed upon. And we thank you for your table, which reminds us so vividly of the broken body and the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That he died for people like you and me. He died in my place. Oh, Lord, it's so hard to imagine someone dying for you. 
and yet dying for me. How amazing. We thank you for what you did for us so that we could become your children, so that we could call you Father, so that we don't have to live in fear and superstition, but we can know the creator of the universe, the judge of the earth, and we can know him as Father because of the cross. And so, Father, we thank you. We thank you for your amazing grace. We thank you for your, your forgiveness, your love, your mercy, none of which we deserve for a moment. And help us, Lord, wash us, cleanse us anew this morning as we've heard your word, as we've remembered your death, would you cleanse us and wash us anew afresh. And Lord, will you fill us again with your Holy Spirit so that we may live for you. Lord, there's nothing else worth living for. Nothing. than living for the King of glory, the King of kings. Fill us with your spirit that we may live for Christ and die for Christ. So Lord, we commit ourselves to you. Be with us this week. We do pray for our loved ones, our church family, your hand of protection upon them. We pray for those who have the virus those in quarantine, those who are struggling financially, relationally. Oh, Lord, we all need your help and your Holy Spirit and your hand upon us in these days. We pray that you may become more and more precious to us, uh, especially in the days in which we live. Go with us, keep us, and we pray this for Christ's sake. Amen. So it's been great to have you here with us today. Thank you for joining us, and we'll be back next week, God willing, uh, Matthew chapter 6, and we'll continue from verse 9, our Father in heaven. God bless you. Have a good week. Mm -hmm.